Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We got more touristic you for you. All right, we'll just go ahead and pick up where we left off. Hated waited until all the Earth vessels in the area blinked out of existence as they thrust into warp speeds to catch the dervish. Even though their ship could not run the fleet, the human empire was vast and their fuel was an unlimited. If there were enough ships in the region, they could be funneled into a trap. Hayden didn't enjoy the prospect of spending the rest of their days on a deserted planet. It would be far better than what would happen to the rest of the crew if their ship were ever captured. After a scan of the system with the probes they had launched to the far side of the planet, Hayden was sure nothing was left but them. He punched the shuttle and climbed to an orbit that would put him over the wreckage of the base in a few hours. After the course was set, he swiveled in his chair and said, Who's up for a card game? Reese and Taka glanced at each other. Taka folded her arms, and for a moment Hayden felt that he was looking at a statue from antiquity, especially because she preferred sand-colored clothes that matched her skin. It more of poker, Taka said. Vault crew members who were part of the original prison break, she was the one who cared the least about money. On her world, was water was more valuable than gold, diamonds, and even decorant. Even a creature whose skin looked as if it was sculpted out of sand needed water to survive. Water was one of the most common compounds in the universe. It was no wonder why most life adapted to use it as its vital resource. Because of her upbringing, games where the primary function was to win money from other players didn't really bring out her competitive spirit. However, Hayden knew that he only needed to find the right game with her. When something needed fixing on the ship, she wouldn't rest until she found a solution. She often resented Cal for ordering her to nap while she worked on a problem for longer than 48 Earth hours. 
Cal initially had been telling the rest after standard Earth day, until the captain learned that Taka's species had a 48-hour day and a 4-hour night cycle because of the three suns. Here, Hayden said, I got a game for you. It's called Magic the Gathering. M magic? Reese said. Like that movie night? The hairy wizard? <laughs> Harry Potter, Hayden said. Magic's a card game. Two wizards dueling it out. But there's a variation called Commander where we can play three ways. Like a commander leading an army, Taka said. Hayden could see Taka's facial expression perk up, though it was muted thanks to her origin as the member of species born from clay. Yeah, let me program some decks. We'll play the first game open-handed so you can learn. Hayden turned back to his council when the sensor alert blared. The ship was coming into the system. It was going fast, so quick that he almost thought it was the dervish. However, his instincts told him to dive into the atmosphere. He took control of the vessel and plunged back into the cover of the planet. The ride was bumpy, and Reese, who had unbuckled his safety harness, was thrown from his seat. Once they were safe in a cloud formation, Hayden reviewed the information log from the probes they had launched. It was the dervish, too. The ship must have been waiting for the fleet to clear the system. Hayden cursed because one of the probes exploded in a fireball from a short weapon burst from the approaching ship. The second probe's transmission was lost seconds later. What's that doing there? Reese exclaimed. I don't know, Hayden said, but it's really starting to piss me off. Human urine is a odd choice, Taka said. It's an expression. Has movie night taught you nothing? For a race that has conquered the galaxy, you are obsessed with bodily functions, Taka observed. Yeah. What's that one show with the talking touristicu excrement? Reese said. South Park, Hayden offered. That show cracks my ass, Reese said, even though all his waste was managed through the same tube-like appendage that retracted from his body. At least somebody appreciates my efforts, Hayden said. Now, what is that ship doing here? Going for the Captain Grangle, judging by the last known trajectory before it destroyed the probes, Taka replied. Yeah, but why now? You figured if the IF had a ship as fast as ours so close by, they would use it to pursue Maker and the others. Perhaps the Dervish too is not touristic you. We stole it from a military installation on Earth. Perhaps the manufacturer made another one in secret. A damn big secret to keep from the IF. Do you think they might be friendly? Reese conjectured. I mean, they didn't attack us when we ran to, into the Collective. They didn't help us either, Hayden said. They blasted our probes. Whatever they're doing down there, they don't want us to see it. So what do you suggest we do? <laughs> well, go take a look. They'll blast us too. Not if they think we're already dead, Hayden smirked. The shuttle has a cargo container that can sustain the drop from the atmosphere. We time the container to release when they blast us out of orbit. We'll look like tumbling debris from the wreckage. That's insane. You'll never time it right. Not to mention, it's our only ride off this world, Reese said. No, the only ride left with Maker. What are we going to do with a shuttle? Explore the solar system? This is the only planet that is semi-habitable. Furthermore, the computer can time it better than me. Just like on our ship, the guns need to swivel towards their target. We can just set the cargo release to trigger when the turrets move. Okay, so we get out on time. But then what? There's no navigation on those things. We could land anywhere. It's not in low enough orbit, Taka said. We could have at least a 33-mile margin of error. 33 miles in the desert? We have supplies, Hayden said. We'll suffocate in the pod. 
Not if we wear pressure suits, Taka said. Why can't we just stay and wait for Maker? Hayden creased his face and pointed to the last image of the Dervish II that was on a loop destroying the first probe. And leave the Captain Granark to those guys? We might not make it on time to help or die trying, but I'm not leaving anyone behind. You speak the truth of the sands, Taka said. Reese glanced between the two of them. This is insane, but so was stealing the, from the Touristic Empire. Let's do it. All right. That was more Touristic Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.